Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. This is Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. And once again, y'all, <laughs> we're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. I have my brother on the line with me, uh, 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 Brother Ibrahim. You know, he's coming to us live from Atlanta today. And uh, and we we just gonna we just gonna keep it real with you today. Uh, those of you that want to call in, you can call in and uh, and join in to the conversation. Uh, but this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. Uh, 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 Brother Sam, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sir. Um, this is Brother Ibrahim Musa Assad, and uh, I'm a regional Black Panther and a lifelong activist. And uh, I just want to give everybody the greetings today. And my brother Gant, you know, thank you for allowing me to be on your show again. All and right. I hope, I hope, hope we're all able to learn something from today. Oh, uh, man, it's been a while. It's been a while, but we've been on the battlefield for, for a minute. <laughs> I mean, I mean, from the from the days we was out there with WIGO to the to, to the day we've been out there on the battlefield. Well, well, I want you to give a, you know, give a little, uh, a little, you know, brief and insight as to where we are today. Well, I think I think we are today. We're in a confused state. We're a nation within a nation, and uh, while nation is being uh, um, in, in, uh, going to a midst of civil war, and um, we're the enemy of both sides. You know, we seem to be taking up a lot of space and sucking up the oxygen, and they think they're entitled to all of it. You know, we're no longer valuable as slaves or people that go along with their program and support them, and because we want what we want. We want what's good for ourselves. But that makes us enemy to the European uh, mental uh, ideology. That's what makes us enemy to that. Well, Bertram, they still still want that black dollar. I mean, everybody... You know, set up set up their businesses in the black community. They want that black dollar, but they don't want us to have no voice. Go ahead, bro. You know that you know that's true. And then it's kind of like a holdover from the old times. You know, just like this uh, epidemic that's been going on, this pandemic. First one I've been to. I've been to a lot of epidemics. This first pandemic. But you, as you see, that the stock market is still booming, going crazy, right? And it has nothing to do with uh, the individuals. And the 1% is, 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 is gaining more wealth than they ever had, incredible wealth. And yet the poverty level among, among has reached, I mean, it's still scraping the bottom and getting worse day by day. And a lot of us, you know, a lot of us that had the ability to have jobs or make or earn an income, we're seeing now that, you know, what we, a lot of people experience when it is to be the poor and the people that have some, they have none. You know, that puts you in power. You know, that makes you look like you're an angel or a leader. You know, that makes people have to turn to you and put their hand out to you and begging and crying for your support and your help. 
you know. So uh, um, so we have to look at that in reality and see that it's not helping. If 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 one of us is doing bad, then all of us doing bad, you know. Oh, yeah. So we have to look at that. We have to bring each other up, you know. Um, you know, in the um, in the Black Panther Liberation Front, we say attack against one is attack against all. You know, we have to look at that and understand that reality of that. And though we might not be in agreement, we have to also be in one agreement that we have a common enemy. You know, and that uh, uh, that the people that some people think they friends are in actuality their worst nightmare. Uh-huh. And the people that we that we think about worst nightmare might be our ally. And I tell you right now, our worst nightmare. Well, I can understand why some of my brothers and sisters think is Donald Trump and his constituency. Donald Trump is one of the worst things that has happened since Lefthamatic, George Wallace, and a whole bunch of other fools, you know, in the South, you know, Stone Thurman and all these people in the South, that, that, that a lot of people, white privilege then, was the killing and strangulation and the mutilation and degradation of all black people, no matter what class and social status you're in. Yeah, but he got a lot of black support. I mean, as you were saying earlier we, when we were talking, you know, from our, you know, uh, our, our R&B and, and, and rap yeah. artists, a lot of them, you know, they love the man. And, you know, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of black Americans, you know, you know, they, they, they love what, uh, they love him. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't get it because me and you know, I was raised up in, in uh, 1950, in the 50s and 60s. I was born in 1951. And that was the height of the most brutal, murderous time of America. That was uh-huh. more brutal than the Jim Crow age of the 20s. It didn't end in the 20s. It carried on until the 70s and 80s, and it's back again. You know, we thought we had eradicated it, or at least put them at base and won a battle where we saw ourselves as victorious and all, and, and we didn't have no, no way but up. And that was the truth. And I felt like that then. We had no way but up. You know, uh, the sky was no longer a limitation of our abilities and our expectations and our success. You know, because man had broken the, broken the sky, so hell, we had the universe to conquer. You know, but now it seems like, you know, between the um, the drug wars, the crack days, uh-huh. and the uh, 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 and the white the rise of white supremacy, that we're back where we started from, and the confusion and the anger and fighting amongst ourselves, it put us back in a position. And like I tell a lot of young folks, ask me why did I come back out of retirement, was because it's getting to look like the fifties and sixties again, where you have niggas killing niggas. Excuse my language. And, um, you know, and I meant that in a long way. And then you have the white supremacists looking back and laughing and taking a couple of pot shots and killing us with immunity. And then we have to argue among our own people about the validity of a man's innocence, a right to live. is just incredible and insane. You know, and, and uh, um, we're accused for everything. If there be a riot, we accused about it, and then at the end of the day, they start hollering about this white group, you know, uh, and pity for everybody else. And we know the white supremacists, and I've seen this. I've seen this happen a few a few uh, struggles I've been in in the last few years, especially the Donald Trump administration. Well, 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 while you're on that subject, how do you feel about about the about the about the uh, 
the 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 screamers groups, you know, taking over the capital and running in the capital. Let me tell you something. You know, I feel that you know every American they have the right they have the right to to go to the state capital. They have the right to sit in on the Congress uh, making any uh, decisions. Or, you know, that's just the right of any American. But but for them to storm the Capitol in the way that they did, how do you feel about that? I think, you know, I think they're instructed. You know, them fools wanted to take over the government to make the government, you know, set up for we the people. They want to make it for us, them. You know what I mean? They want to they, make it for the white they actually, they actually wanted to overrule the the election and uh and and keep and keep President Trump in in office. Yeah, exactly. That was, that, was, that was what you call a coup. That was you call a you know that is a government takeover. And, you know, just like me and you, brother. You know your service in the military. You know. You know that's what that's an element of a takeover. You take over the American uh, any government, the parliament, or the legislative body of a government. You take it over the government, and then okay. you want to hand the hands to a dictator. You like the military has done in Nigeria and everywhere else, right? And and done in a Europe. You take that over in, in, in Nazi Germany. And you take that over and uh, you know and hand it over to the the the, the, the dictatorship. You know, then you have taken over the government. And if you had the will of the majority of people on your side, and he, hey, listen, listen, he had half the white vote, half the white vote, and and a, and a lot of a lot of uh, misled black people, you know what I mean, and uh, that that see somehow their freedom being violated when the very people that they're supporting is telling them you don't mean jack a nothing to us, you know, we looking out for ourselves, and even the Trump rallies where he see fools up there praising him. You know, uh, you know, our uh, uh, misled brothers out there praising him. They're getting their ass beat in the rally. And not only that, one of his greatest supporters down here from Atlanta, and I forget the boy's name right now. He was a multi-millionaire, self-made millionaire, supporting the brother, uh, what the, the uh, uh, Trump, supporting Trump. And then he got, he got the COVID virus in Tulsa at the day when it was, it was the anniversary of the Tulsa race riot called the destruction of Black Wall Street. He caught the COVID virus and come down here to Atlanta. Uh, still, the majority of black people still in control of something. Come down here and died of the COVID virus. And I tell you what, and they didn't even mention the boy's name. Mm. They didn't even tell his name, you know, and that he was a strong black supporter. They didn't even mention his name, and nobody seemed to even care, <laughs> you know. And you had this girl, um, shoot, I can't think of her name, like, uh, oh, Candace Owens. My God. My God, you know, I, I told Candace, right? I sent Candace a couple of messages, right? Because she always be complaining what people saying about her. A lot of people ain't know she exists. But some of the black people that do know she exists and criticize her, I say, listen, if you're so smart and you believe in all this, why don't you become not just a conservative, but a black conservative? If you are conservative, conservatism is conservation of values and other people and their ideas and their culture and their literacy. That is what conservatism is. It ain't about black and white. But if you're going to be a conservative, you're going to support your people. And you black just like me. You darker than I am, right? So you could be you could be conserving the people today because when when we disappear, there ain't but a few fools left. You know, I think about this activist in Nazi Germany. You know, he talked about how they took yeah. away the, the communists. They took away they took away the, the gays and the mentally ill. 
Then they took away the Jews. And he said, who's going to cry for me when they take me away? Because I've done nothing when they took everybody else away. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I tell these people that support all this wildest foolishness, right, and have some anger or some disturbed mental aspiration about people who just want to live, right, live and let live, and then, you know, hey, hey, you know, they ain't got to do nothing for me. They has got to open the door, get the hell out of the way. I get it myself. They ain't brain. You know what I mean? That's all you got to do. You, you ain't got to open the door to me. Just get the hell out of the way. You know what I'm saying? You know, that that's what uh, um, Booker T. Watson was saying in Atlanta in 1895. And some fools take it, some fools call it the Atlanta Compromise. How you going to compromise? You don't have, you ain't nobody to compromise Atlanta for our people. He said, he told them, and he told the brothers and sisters, he said, based on the years of degradation, we are unable to, to, to have a government for ourselves, right? Or mm-hmm. participate fully because they just pull people out of the Washington State, the Washington D.C., Georgia Capitol. They pull elected legislators, black people, out the, out the, out the office and throw them out in the street, right? And nothing happens to them. And he said, well, since we can't rule, well, you can also admit you can't allow us to rule. Therefore, you know, then we should all, you do your thing, we do our thing. And we 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 uh we want the training and the ability to help take care and do for ourselves by ourselves. The only thing we want is equal justice under the law. And you know, them damn fools didn't even deny us that. At the time when black people up until the up until the seventies and the eighties owned most of the farmland in North Georgia. Most of the farmland in Mississippi, all through the Delta, on the cotton fields, on the um on the sugar cane, on the cattle, even out there in Oklahoma, on cattle, oil wells, right? If you want to know about Black Wall Street, you should find out what the people was that started Black Wall Street. He were multi-millionaires in their own right for being cattle ranchers and oil bearers, black folks. And they want a place they can be respected, spend their money, and get what they want without somebody looking at them, some poor trash looking at them and using John's eye and deny them what they come there for to get or what they come there to see. You know, with to the government, the meat market in the government, right? You know, so so those kind of things we had to look at. And we look at we talk about civil rights movement like it started in nineteen fifty five. The civil rights movement started right it started before the Civil War. It even reached a crescendo after the Civil War. In eighteen in eighteen uh sixty seven. In 1870, 1880, study your history, brothers and sisters. And then after World War I, that's when, that's when they called, they attacked us in coordinated efforts all through the country in Buddy 1919. You talk about Black Wall Street, Buddy 1919, they look like a walk to the summer school, to a summer school, to a, and, to a, to a, to a you and, know. And, this is, and, and this, is, this is, when we talk about, when we talk about, when we talk about black history, you know they seem to highlight on the on the uh, on the accomplishment of of, uh, of Black America, okay. But but the greatest accomplishment of Black America is our ability to survive. Yes, under, sir. Yes, sir. Under yes, sir. under under these hazardous conditions, you know yes, the sir. Constitution. The Constitution was written saying that every citizen have this right have have the rights of of the protection of the constitution 
But you, as you know, the Constitution had to be amended several times because we as a nation of black people, even though we were born citizens in the United States, we didn't have those rights under the Constitution. We were denied the right to vote. So a voter's so amendment had to be made. We were denied the, the, the rights of civil rights, okay? And so, so, so the Constitution had to be amended to include us in that. But now, but now you know, uh, other factions have, have uh, benefited from, from, our, from our suffering, you know, the gay and lesbian, B, LTBG community, the Jewish community. The, 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 Portuguese, yeah. the Portuguese community, the Italian American community, the the whosoever. You know, you know a lot of people. That's kind of a misnomer. You know, two misnomers in the Constitution, right? Some people actually believe that we didn't have a right to vote before then. The woman didn't have a right to vote, but after the American Revolution, up to it, the black man had a right to vote as long as he was a property owner. You understand? As long as yeah. he participated the government. Now you can check that out and look that up. But after the crescendo civil war, when South Carolina was the first state to say the black man couldn't be free, no black man, whether he was free or no, could not be free in the South or South in South Carolina. And all the states ratified that the Southern states when they when they separated. Now, another thing is that civil war. There was no question about who can vote. There was a question they didn't want you to vote down south, right? Another thing, three fifths of a man was actually a way to describe. How they were going to vote? The Southerners going to vote because the Southerners want to use all the slaves as a vote. You see, so that would have gave. I mean, everybody could have voted then, but you want to like vote because he's going to tell you how to vote. He's going to take your vote and vote for you anyway. So three fifths of man was a compromise that the North made between the South, in other words, to allow them to have more voting power. You know, because they were outnumbered by the number of white people up north and the people that owned land up north or had some wealth. Right? That wasn't for everybody. You could come over back then. You come over. You could be born in America. You still were an immigrant. You know, then, the, then if you follow the laws of 1870 on up, then we ratified that to, to tell us that, that to ratify that we were citizens of the United States of America because we were born here. And after that, every person born in America, right, in every country don't have that, but every person born in America becomes a, is a natural born citizen. Every country don't have that, right? So that was that was that was a thing that we brought and a gift we gave to the people from that for all the generations come to America because you remember we were the majority if no what if no what a, a, a polarity of people in this country and most white people the, the, the the in this country nineteen nineteen twenty okay yeah. well well let's talk about what's going on what's going on right now today you know uh, with this COVID virus. Um, and ushering in the new world order, this was this was a part of the plan uh, for them to create create uh, you know worldwide crisis. And America is a, is a key to them uh, being able to set up the new world order. They have to have America, and in order to do that, you know, so many of the population has to be killed off in order for them to succeed in this. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, on the New World Order and, and uh, where we are with this COVID virus and how this is all playing a part in the uh, in the overall takeover? You know, I, I think that's a distraction. 
I think the New World Order, the whole the whole concept that's new is distraction. It may be real, but here's the thing. You know, the problem, the, the sheep can concern themselves with the problems of the wolf. They can concern themselves with the one thing most important, they'll make some violence. Their, their right to eat, you know, the benefit of appropriation. You know, the right to travel and eat grass where they want to eat grass, right? That's the that's survival of the sheep. Now, the survival of the wolf, right? We're not, we're not privy to none of that, right? We don't know whose side to be on because it's saying the Quran, and you know, you know, the devil will be on the left side, or the right side, in front of you, behind you, and on top of you. So you don't know where he's coming from. One can seem to be your friend, and the other be your enemy, and both of them on the same side, confusing you to go one way or another. So that is not our concern. Our concern is for our freedom and survival of this generation and the generations to come. You know, eventually, do like our ancestors did, set the way. So there'll be a takeover that we can take back our rights. We can take our lands from the hands of the of the of the colonists, from the hands of the of the slave master. That's who the lands belong to. It belongs to us, right? That's who everything good in this country came from. It came from us, and we, you know, I want mine. I want my share back. And I don't want to talk about no reparations. You know, a couple a couple of dollars that he made that he mixed out on printing press. I want to talk about land and its resources, other land, the wealth of the land. You know, that's what I want to talk about. You want to give me some resources? Give me that. Give all of that forty acres and two mules, or forty acres and a track. That's any way you want to phrase, right? Give all of that. Give all the black people a genetic, a genetic black people back well, to the time well, of place. Well, well, let me let me jump in here. You know, see, there's there's something definitely wrong with. When I when I say Black America, I'm talking about I'm talking about us as a nation of people, right? Okay, you know, you know, and what you what you said is exactly right. Okay, it, it comes with ownership of land. In order for you to become a nation, a nation of people, you gotta have you gotta have some land. You gotta have possession. Okay, well, America offered. Our ancestors, Frederick Douglass and all of them, they offered them their own country, okay? And that was that was the Republic of Panama, okay? They offered them to be able to, to establish their own nation in the Republic of Panama, and, and we could have our own land and everything, okay? But they love America so much, and they want America, they want to be, like their white masters so bad that they they didn't act on that. They didn't act on that, but it was offered to them. So what do you think about that? Well, I, I think again, you know, it, 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 that that is the uh, the wolf telling his story and telling about our history. The wolf don't have no love for you like that. He just wants you to know that if you was a good sheep or a bad sheep. You know, if you tasted better than the other, you actually had the audacity to fight back. Well, I mean, I mean, but we had the opportunity to have our own, and they didn't want their own. They want they rather be assimilated into America. They they didn't they want they want equal rights in America, but they were given the opportunity to have their own country. Now, most now most people don't know this because it's not taught in history. It's not taught in history. Uh, but uh, 
but but we had that we had that right to uh to be our own country. Go ahead. Hello? Yeah, I'm sorry, I got cut off. Yeah, yeah, I got you in there. Okay, what what I was saying, what I was saying is that most most black Americans don't even know that we were offered that that we were offered the opportunity to have our own nation. But instead of them developing the you know, going into Panama and and I've been to Panama and I know the uh I've been to Rainbow City. I've seen you know those that that uh that was established there okay uh you know instead they they wanted to be assimilated into america they they loved america so much they want you know they they want they want to you know the you know to to stay on the plantation they didn't, they didn't want to leave they didn't want to have their own nation and uh and, and instead, they wanted to be assimilated into American uh, culture and into and into this America. Well, you know, you, you know, I mean, we can look at it. We can look at it from my eyes now, right? But I don't think so. You know, um, Frederick Douglass. You know, um, we were we don't even know what he was, but the people back then knew exactly what he was. He was a radical. Told you the truth. He was a radical. Um, a person like uh, they just like you know I'm telling people about the six. They tell me what we didn't do and what how we we turned the other cheek and all that kind of foolishness, right? They don't want to see the bloodshed that was out in the street every day. That what we was fighting just for just for the right to have our right. Yeah, they they yeah, but, they, but, they, but just for the right of anything. But 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 see then he wanted and a lot of people and I stand by this too. History speaks for itself, right? If you dig in deep into the history of the first people that lived it, right? That and that's what and that's what uh, uh, Carter G. Wilson tried to do. Everybody said, "Why are you going to show black people their old slave?" Because he wanted people to see, he wanted to understand the life people were living back then of all aspects of the South. You know, so if you if you know if you understand that, then you know that just like the Civil Rights Movement, the white people didn't leave the Civil Rights Movement; and they're, and they're the majority party. It was the black people that led the civil rights. It was the black people that carried on and fought, bled, and died, and the other few white people that did it, and everybody benefited off of it. The same thing was true with the Civil War. The Civil War could not have happened if it wasn't for people like Frederick Douglass, Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, and and I can't think of the rich black man down there in Charleston who, who invented and came up, created, and financed the Underground Railroad. And I had people try to tell me the black people didn't have, we didn't have this, we didn't have that. Listen. When we walked off them plantations, the war was already won. When we walked off them damn plantations, the war was won. Well, right? watch, I mean, watch your watch your language. I mean, the okay, N-word okay, is okay, discussing okay. and stuff. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But when we walked off them plantations, the war was won. When we decided that we we had the opportunity to be free collectively, okay, yeah, 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 we walked off the plantation. Hold on, bro. Now, we walked off the plantation, but we had nothing. We we didn't have no land. We didn't have no, 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 nothing. You know, nothing was given to us. We were just given freedom and just said, okay, you can go. But then a lot of, then a lot of them were, 
were 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 caught with jaywalking and put back on the chain gang, and they went right back into slavery. You know what I'm talking about? Go ahead. I know what you're talking about. You know what? But see, that's why the wolf wants you to see the degradation and the punishment and and the ill intent. You know that you can never succeed. But then you have to be you overlooking the millions of black folk that got their own land. They got their own land right here in Atlanta. You know, I can tell you a thousand stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My I can tell you a thousand stories yeah. of, my family, of, mm-hmm. of my family that uh, um, uh, that, uh, uh, that had their own farms and land. You know, nowhere on both sides of my family I heard slavery. My granddad on my daddy's side was born in 1858. They had none of slavery in my family. <laughs> My, 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 my mother's side, I can trace them all the way back to 1836. My grandmother, mother, was the, uh, 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 her, uh, her grandmother was born in 1840, right? Never heard nothing say. They told, you know what they told me? They told me we were Native Americans. We, they tried to use some type of thing. They said we were Indian, some kind of this Indian, that Indian. But they said we are, we are, we are the people. Our people were here long before. Anybody else set foot on this continent, and for them to give us the offer of Panama, and if you remember, Panama at that time, at that, during the Civil War, that was a swamp land. That was swamp land. It wasn't down down there, but mosquito people died. But number Marshall swamp land. Uh-huh. It was, it, and it was doing. You remember, if you uh, remember what what uh, uh, what the brother said there out of Jamaica, uh, brother Marcus Garvey, he went through there and seen them building up the Suez Canal. And he said that we people, we're, we're building all this, and we're not getting anything for Panama, our work. Yeah, the Panama. The Panama Canal. They uh-huh. changed that whole area to a swamp, to a, to a, to a national highway. A boat, the barge was passing that day. Military, military machine that passed through every day. Right? And it was good off our labor. We didn't get nothing out of it. Right? He said, right. That, he, he said who going to speak for the black men? Pan all over the world. Who, where the man of big letters? Where is our king? And he said, I'm going to I'll do that. I'll do that. We ain't got one, so I'll be it. Right? That's when he came to the conclusion to be who he was. You know what I mean? So, no, uh-uh. Because Freddie Douglas and them knew that they, they knew where the wealth was right under their feet. They had buried their family members there, their mothers and fathers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers. People for, for thousands of years, they buried right in the very land they stood on. He, our brothers and sisters brought over from overseas and changed and all kind of horrors and degradation, right? And some of us come, come over there on their own recognizance. You know, they died here. They made a statement here. You can go to places like, you hear all this history. I hear people keep saying 1419. Well, I, I advise y'all to carry y'all sorry butt down there to uh, 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 St. Augustine, Florida, the oldest city in the country, and see mm-hmm. when the black, when slaves started arriving from Africa. It was, a, it was 100 years before then, over 100 years before 1619. And if you remember, you read the whole story, that slave ship wasn't heading over there to, to, the, to the English settlement. It was headed to the French settlement north of them. And I listen to some of the people tell history, some of these white people tell history like the, like the French, then even some white guy on, on things talking about the, 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 the secret society and all this. He don't even mention history. He just ignored history that was anybody else but one type of white man here, the British white man. The Spanish was already here, the Portuguese were already here, the French was already here. Hell, there were even Africans here. There were Arabs here. You, know, you talk to my brother Moore, the Moore Society. They tell you they were here. You know what yeah. I mean? The Moors you know, were here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they say, they say they were here, right? Now, and then we were already here. 
We got here 7,000 years ago eating the white people. If you if you go and dare for yourself, white people tell you, yeah, you were here. We got two for it. You were here at least 7,000 years ago. You built cities and monuments. They still discovering down in South America. They right. still discovering along the Mississippi River. Up there in Ohio, we're I said they found pyramids and things that were built here in the United States. Right. That's what I'm saying. Mississippi River, Ohio River Valley. You know, they find, you know, they they, they, they knew that was there. Some of them knew it was there. Now they find. But let, let, let's go back to the, you know, you asked me a question about the, the New World Order. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard Bush say something about the New World Order back then. You part of Sterling Crossbones and the secret society that meets with all the leaders. You know, I find that I don't find that impossible. I find it improbable. And then, since uh, you know we can't do nothing about uh, what they're doing, all uh, we got to do, what we got to do, is take care of what we do. Is develop our own stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, what good is it me to know or keep talking about a secret society that's taking over the world when hell we we already conquered? We ain't got nothing to lose. We ain't got nothing to lose, but you know, <laughs> but our lives. It ain't much of a life if you're gonna be if you're gonna be uh, castrated and put back, and every kind of black man is mentioned, even black women roll their eyes. You know, we're the wretched of the earth. The black man is a wretched of the earth. The black woman is wretched of the earth, and who dare to stand up for a black man? You know, to give a black man a chance to give their boy children a chance to become me. We're the wretched of the earth. Our own people don't want you to survive because they think that somehow that. The, that this secret society, whoever, the white man going to take them along with him and bless them and give them something. You know he ain't got to give well, me a damn uh, what thing. You, what you say, okay. Okay. And, 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 and what are you saying? That That is the the, the slave mentality of, of black America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one got the hands out, always asking for things. You know, you know what get me about the new modern day protest. It's all it is. It's just a bunch of people hollering. You know me, and you know what a what a protest, SPLC, and all that was. I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a, in the Black Council Park. You had a you had an issue. You had a specific issue. You had resolution to the issue. Then you had protests to bring people's attention to the issue in your resolution. And then okay. after you get people's attention, you submit the resolution. To the, to, to the state capital, like Shirley Chips on black people that work in the federal government, whatever, you submit it to them, you take the bill. You can actually submit the bill yourself. But you had to give your representative to, to, to back you to represent to the House to pass law, right? That's how everything else was done today. We go, we go holler about how evil this man is, how sick he is, and then we go right up to him and stress something in his face, ask him for to help us. Help us. Why don't y'all do this for us? Why don't y'all do that for us? And we act like children don't have the ability to do it for themselves. That's what you tell your dad and mama. If I know something wrong with me, I'm going to tell them exactly what's wrong with me and what I want to make it better, what's going to make me whole, right? You know, a demand. You know what I'm saying? Now, you call your mother and father, you know, back in the day, you couldn't do that. You said, Dad, I want this, I want that. Well, how am I, how you going to get it, son? Well, I want you to give it to me. You know, that's what it sounds like. sounds like we act like we, we're mentally like children. When we're doing something that's powerful and we changing the milk toast, we even doubt our own ability. We got other people talking about, well, ain't going to protest. Y'all just hell and stick. That's true. Because you don't follow it through. You don't have a reason. 
You don't have you don't even know yourself why to protest. I went down on University Avenue. They were protesting that brother's death. And I asked them why they protest. They didn't know they didn't know half of them didn't know the boy's name. They didn't know how to protest. They were just all they want to do is hire the cop and then they run like hell soon one on French at. I said, Don't run. You're gonna hurt somebody behind. Stand your ground. Follow the copies or hit the ground, lay down. Make it difficult for them. You know, they run and they get get their ass beat and they say, Well, see, see we fight back. How you oh. fight back? We didn't oh. run like that. We we some of us ran, but we didn't run like that. When we stood ground, we stood ground. You know, that was a teaching you know, you remember teaching in the um in the civil rights movement, how to have a toe with a police taxi, you lay down. Or you lay down on top of the one that's the leader. You try to get him being taken. You know what I mean? If he gets mm-hmm. taken, everybody goes. He's up to jail. That's what he did in Birmingham. You know, everything out on paper, man. All we see, all the whoop shows us, is people running, screaming, and water getting stoned on. They don't show the resolve that people had. They show you what was being done to them, but they didn't show, they, you didn't get the feeling for it because you living back here with all everything that we fought for, and then you crying, but you don't want nothing. You just want somebody to give you something. You know, it, I was there, man. I could see the blood, the blood splatter. I could see people dumped in the street just for being black. Right through Atlanta. Right through our main area, they just dumped in the street. There wasn't nothing done about it. That even a black cop couldn't arrest a white man if he, if he killed a, a, a black man right in front of his face. He couldn't even arrest him. He couldn't detain them in some cases. You know? Yeah, and see, see, that's what I'm talking about. You talking about white people. They talking about some guy that... Getting off, getting off with something like this. Oh, look at white people. Well, 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 well. On that, on that, on that note, if 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 you and I had led a protest and we stormed the Capitol like that, what do you think would have been the outcome of of, of that? You think the National Guard would have let us just run up in there, or, or or do you think that would have been bloodshed right then and there? It would have been bloodshed, but you know what, though? I, I take that, and that, that's real. That's real being bloodshed. But I'm going to tell you something. Hell, I wouldn't have done it. Had no reason to do it. Unless I was taking over the country. Unless I had a, unless I had a plan, I installed the government. The day I took it over, and when they went in there, said, we just started the government. That's what, that's, what, that's what the mess would have been. We just sat right down there, represented our states, who represented what state, installed our government, and then fought to keep, the, to keep for anybody from taking us over. We wouldn't have retreated. You know, because that was, that was actually a takeover. And that would have stayed itself. That was shot with a went around the world. Black people finally took over America. That would have been a shot. Yeah, you'd have died from it. But for what? What, what is dying? If you're going to die for something, right? Why don't you die for something you believe in and something you love? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it. But if, if that was the case, if we were ready to do that, if I had those many people that sincere, that dedicated, I would have took it, held it, and stayed there. Till the last one of us died. Yeah, but, they, but 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 that we go back to the slave mentality. You know, Black America they don't want to they don't want to uh, take over the take over the over the the government. They want to be assimilated. They want to be accepted by this government. They want to be, you know, they want to be inclusive included in this government. I, you know, you know, I've been hearing that a lot. And, and, and you know, me, you talked about it a long time ago. And I said integration and assimilation is two different things. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Mm-hmm. Integrated, remember, simply you men in an area where everybody else is in the same area. That's integration. Assimilation means that you buy everything hook, line, and sink. 
I think that uh, in this days and time, all of us is some simulate on some level, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't really want to fight back at this country. We want them to give us things because they think we're entitled to something. That's a, that's a kind of assimilated thing. That means you accept the fact that you are lesser people or you are lesser race, you know, that you want daddy or mom to take care of you. We always, and then I hear these black men, but the man, I'm the white man, I do this, the white man, I do this, right? And, you know, it's just like, it don't sound like how I was raised. We were raised by, hey, we get ourselves. We, they don't want us in there. We'll build our own thing. And then we'll take what we want from men. We don't beg them. We don't ask. We do it. That's what the whole thing about the margins fall, right here in Atlanta, man. I said, I don't people change the segregated Atlanta, not because it's a city of love. That's a bunch of bull. Because it was a city of black people that had the wealth, the means, and the resources, and the gut, and the dedication to stand up is not only fight back. It's been the history of Atlanta since even before Atlanta was called Turner. Well, I remember, I remember, I remember going down on Auburn Avenue with my mother and them, and I remember the the atmosphere was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything yeah. was different. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. We might have disagreed on methodology, but we didn't disagree on the same thing. You know, it was our time. We were the generation. You know, we the generation that, and we always bless and respect our ancestors. People today. They always got something bad to say about their grandparents or their parents. They got something bad to say about them. We respect our people because surviving, you know, the most the most revolutionary thing you could do in a, in a dark and dire circumstance is survive. That's the most revolutionary thing you could do. When a, when a black woman has a baby and a child in her arms, right, and, with, and, 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 and still think that the, the world is worth surviving in so they can have a chance, an opportunity to move up to the next level. It's revolutionary. That is revolutionary. But you know the possibility of a boy child being killed, a girl child being raped and murdered, right? But yet she still has opportunity and a belief and do all she can to raise her children up, right, so that they have a chance. Like, that's revolutionary for a black man. Okay. all... Okay, we getting down to our we getting down to our last minutes. Uh, so I, I, want, I want us to talk about talk about the rights. Okay, with this COVID virus, they've taken away our our rights to assemble because they're telling you to stay at home and don't you know congregate in the church and don't congregate. So that that's that's taking away our right to assemble. They don't want us to. Uh, to 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 join together in protests or anything like that because they're talking about super spreader events, and then then our rights to uh, freedom of speech, you know, has been uh, impeded by this so-called coronavirus, and uh, and most people don't even realize, you know, the things that are going on. So how do you feel about that? Well, I feel like if you want to go out there and die. That's okay with you. But you want to kill me? Uh, nope. Uh-uh. Look, our rights were taken. Our rights were taken a long time ago, but it was really stripped during the Bush administration after nine eleven. All the rights you, all the rights we had, the right to walk, be unmolested until I was in ID. Those are real rights. Those are forgotten. But you know, not to assemble, not to participate. A lot of places we want it ain't even the law. That's up to you, right? Now, I believe the coronavirus is real. I know people now that died from it. I know people that are already taking their shots. Not taking my shot. My wife's taking her shot, right? 
I believe the coronavirus is real, it's a pandemic. And and most of the people dying from it are black people. You know what I mean? So whether it was fostered by the Chinese or the or, or the white man or whatever, you know, the the most relevant thing to do I can do is survive. I definitely definitely think that we've been targeted as a nation of people that they want to wipe us out. I've been, but I've been saying that since 2007. So, so, you know. Well, I've been been saying that since my mama told me that, my daddy told me that. I think I've been saying that. I was born in that kind of thing. (laughs) They try to do it. They do a pretty good job a couple of times. You know. But, uh, uh, But see, this was a thing where. You know, just like the crack in the milk, right? It might have been designed for us, but everybody affected by it. When everybody started getting affected by it, all of a sudden, they started coming up with, with vaccines and cures and everything. Just like the polio and everything else I went through in my life, right? You know, uh-huh. so do I feel the vibe? Do I feel the pandemic is real? Yeah, when I see when I see the average white person running for the hills and trying to hide, you know, and begging and crying and pleading, you know what I mean? Then, you know, they concern. I better think about it. You know what I'm saying? Don't mean that that, that might not, you know, they can turn about it. And it's killing most black people. Then all of a sudden it's killing everybody. It's killing older people, younger people now. Then they're talking about uh, 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 the virus is mutating. I think, you, I think we should take that serious, right? That's part of survival, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Take it you know, we'll find out today. We'll find out one way or another if it was true or not. If, if, it don't, if it don't wipe all of us out in the whole country, right, enough. Then we can sit back. You can sit back and say, "Well, just like just like uh, just just like uh, 1999." Oh, it wasn't really real. See, nothing didn't really happen. I rather say that, right? Than to say, "Damn, you know, I should have paid attention." I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. I'm, I'm gonna put my bet on survive. You know what I mean? Like I've done all my life. I'm gonna survive, right? I'm gonna try to stay healthy as long as I can. Lord knows I got so many illnesses, but I'm gonna try to stay healthy as long as I can. Survive as long as I can. The long if people are listening to me, you know, and try to go out there and start being themselves and doing for themselves, right? Well, let's now, let's let's let's, now, let's, let's talk. Let's well, let's talk solution. What do what would you advise you know Black America uh, to do at this time? Okay, what would be the, the the best thing for us to organize and do? What would be the best thing for us to do as a family, as an individual? Uh, you know, during this pandemic and during this uh, this crisis that we're that we're going through uh, with the with the changing of the guard from the Republicans to the Democrats, where where, the, where where should Black America stand in all of this? Well, just like our people stood right in the community for ourselves, and you know, I'm trying, I always believe in forming a nation called the, the Black Crescent or the Black Belt. I call it the Nubian Nation that we had a land and resources and the wealth of the land that we could support billions of people and have our own wealth. We can start looking about it and sit at the table amongst mankind. When, when they make decisions in this country, we make decisions in this country. When the world makes decisions, we have, we have access to telling, you know, helping the world make a decision. That is, that is, a, that is a product of, of adulthood, and that's why we should strive for to do for ourselves and to be among ourselves in our community. We don't, have to, we don't have to eliminate our community, everybody. Community should be for us and by us. Not just for us, but by us. Because so instead of us being assimilated into American culture, we should form our own nation of, of people 
and, and represent ourselves. We don't have any representation in the United Nations because they see us as American, that we are part of America. But really, we're not part of America. We've never been citizens of America. We're not citizens of America to this day. Go ahead. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, um, you know, um, but see, assimilation, that's, that's a tricky thing because we are assimilated. We're all assimilated. But we don't have the community itself. See, it don't make a difference what, what your ideology belief is that, you know, well, I'm a, I'm American. You can speak American. I don't want to speak Spanish. I don't want to well, speak. Well, that's what Malcolm X was saying. Malcolm X was saying we should separate and and, and be our own. And Dr. King then was was marching to try to be part of. And and Dr. King said himself that 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 they were sim- that they they merged themselves into a burning house. Go ahead, bro. You know, uh, both of them uh, 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 both of them matured and grown, right? Malcolm X became Alicia Bazel Hodges, and he no longer completely believed in separation. That was the machinations of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and other people, right? Mm-hmm. So he changed his thought, you know what I mean, to more of a peaceful stature, but yet still dedicated to have our own, to, to stand up for ourselves and our own rights. And uh, uh, Martin Luther King was raised up in the environment to do for yourself, right? And uh, the way that passed at that time, was that we couldn't get nothing unless we were completely immersed in a white society. That was the whole nature of, of upper-class society, black upper-class society in America at that time. Um, that's going on like a team balls and all like that, right? But at maturing and all his struggles and battles, he had separated himself from SCLC because he saw the greater battle and, and, uh, when they, uh, that was going on when he was dropped inside and they took over the march on Washington. What's with simple things? Basic human rights, basic job, money, income, you know, the freedom not to be molested by the cops, you know, and all these kind of things. That was the kind of thing if you look at a second class citizen. That was the thing that he matured and grew to under his exploration and his and his and his, his life. But you can't find them things out if you don't get out there and do. You can't find them things out. You don't go out and make mistakes, just like I was telling people about the NFAC, where I support them benefit. You know, everybody got something to say about, something negative to say about. And I got something nothing good to say about. I said, I told tell him and tell everybody, else, look, you know, you're growing. You're going to be hustled. You're going to make mistakes. But that, that's a part of getting out. You can, if you don't do that, you ain't going to make no mistakes. Mm-hmm. You're not going to learn. You're not going to adjust. And if you're the same by 30 as you are when you get to 50, then you ain't learn a damn. You ain't learn nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you ain't learn nothing. You ain't nobody. You still stuck back then, and you ain't learn nothing today. You ain't nobody. You got to go and mature. My thing might seem crude to a lot of people, but it's refined. It's experience. You know, I should, you know, any black man should hate white people. I should hate white people. But I don't hate people. I hate the the mentality. And you want to see me change from, like, talking to a white person, sitting around Jeff and joking with him, right? And then you see somebody come through with a Nazi Ku Klux Klan or talking about white supremacy. You see a whole new change in my face. I'll be ready to grab my gun and run up on them. You know what I'm saying? I'll be ready to fight with them. Because those are people I know who are my true enemies. That and myself, right? Survival and phases, like, you know, Miss Sarah Jane Pitt, and I had to give credit to Sister Cecil Tyson. When she did Sarah Jane Pitt, when she made a statement, when she had broken the, the, the violent thing was going on in her community about drinking out of white water fountain. It was mm-hmm. symbolic, right? Mm-hmm. But she said, 
Keith finally went up to herself because she had virtualized them kids, white and black. Everybody knew her. So she found what she had said. So y'all going to kill somebody, they going to kill me. Because I birthed y'all, I deserve it right just like any other human being. If you're going to be drunk from that water fountain, she said, we were looking all the time for the black inside. It was me. Hey, hey, that was the same thing that Marcus God was saying. Where is that, King? Where is that man of letters? Well, it might as well be me. See, we get those kind of attitudes and thoughts, right? Then we can change things. We can change things for the best. We ain't got to try to try to reinvent the wheel. You 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 take what you mirror something. You take what you got and you improve upon it as you go. I'm not against having a parliament or a democracy or a government or a judicial system almost similar to what we already got. I just want to prove and make it better, designed for my people. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. a lot of it comes from us in the first place. You know, you look at the law; it comes from it comes from common law. It comes from, from the law of Latin, the law of Rome. And before then, Rome had took other philosophies out of Greece. Before Greece, they took the philosophies out of Alexander. You see what I'm saying? So it, all that comes from us anyway. Well, let, let, let's talk about the, our rights to assemble. Okay, okay. Now they knew they knew the important thing was to shut down the churches because that was the that was the center of us coming together. That's where we that had that had been the that had been the central place where we where we gained our strength from. But now you know the churches have been closed ever since. Okay. But now they never closed Walmart. They never closed uh, the liquor store. They never closed. <laughs> they never. I mean, they, they. I mean, they never closed all these other things. But they want to close up the church. So I wanted to hear your opinion on that. Mm. You know, hey, I'm, I'm gonna have to pass on that one, brother. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave up to everybody else's decision. But you know, same thing is uh, a one time uh, back in the sixty seven we were talking about. Well, when I when I say when I say the church, I'm talking about you know the the rights to assemble together. Right to assemble, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, those are the times we were talking about that one time. We were talking about actually having a war, right? And one thing that we came up with was the projects and everything. These things, they were prisons. They built two eighty five around Atlanta. You know, that's right. a, that's a barrier. That's a prison, right? So when you mm-hmm. group up a bunch of people there, you want to kill them. And back then, they were already talking about. Weaponizing the coronavirus. You know, white supremacists were talking about that, y'all remember or not. It was on the news talking about, you know, people talking about, they talking about the uh, weaponized coronavirus. So they were looking for any group of black people they could to spray them if they hadn't already did it. Now, the only thing with the black or uh, the black meet- meetings that I've seen, not the churches, because I, when I think about the black church and everybody got this attitude that the black church was a central piece of us, uh, us getting our freedoms to the right, I, I, I looked at it and laughed at it because I remember. Well, Martin Luther King said, if you read his letters, when he said the letter of Birmingham jail, from the Birmingham mm-hmm. jail. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, so I ain't going to go in a lot of detail, but you read that, right? So everybody, everybody went on outside. Everybody was on about, you know, looking out for their own pocket. You know what I mean? So it's about people's lives, man. You know, when it comes about people's life, right, you know, you can go around hard the blood of Jesus, and you can die of coronavirus the very next day. That don't mean he's going <laughs> to save you. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean he's going to save you, right? That means that that means you looking for grace and dispensation. Right? Dead or alive, yeah, go ahead. Dead or alive, right? And death mm-hmm. is forever the better. If you believe in, if you believe in a certain amount of that, death is better than living. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Because you got your, then you got your grace. You know, you got your payola. You you fulfill the contract. You know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. but 
then you're going to sit there and say, well, I got the right to do this, and you forget about other people, right? Then, you know, I don't know. See, it's, see, why is this funny? They, they, had a, uh, they had a legal case years ago. We talked about this a long time ago, too. I mean, uh, you know, back in the movement. I mean, they're talking about they're talking about the coronavirus and and you know everybody stay at home, but you know you know crack ain't stopped flowing, crack is still flowing, yeah. we we still flowing, everything's still flowing. So yeah. what, what, it so ain't bad. It, it ain't bad as it was in the late eighties and the nineties. Uh, you know, I seen I seen black towns and cities all over the country go from reasonable living. Just an outright nightmare, a bum field. I mean, I don't see no droughts out here. I don't see no droughts out here. So they're keeping the liquor flowing. They're keeping the dope flowing. So what? 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 You know what? What is all these uh, stimulus packages and all this stuff they got to come through? Go ahead. I don't, well, I don't know. You know. Uh, you know. I try to move myself from ignorance. But now I don't know about it. It ain't bad. Like it went away. We're having about from that crack. Now that crack was pretty bad at one time. Now they got mm-hmm. meth and everything else and all kinds of old drugs. Yeah, but, they, they but, got uh, meth and all that. They're saying that, that just <clears throat> adds to something. That adds to that, as we think of a person's immune system, that gets more susceptible to the virus and everything else. The AIDS and everything, AIDS ain't going away. All that ain't going away. They got drugs, hey, you won't catch AIDS, you take these drugs and all like that, but it ain't going away. A lot of stuff ain't going away. But why won't add something to something? Why won't add a problem to a problem? A problem. You know, I you know I think this is real. I really do. Like you know, uh, I've seen people, I know people that died from it. You know, a close family member and a friend. You know, she died from it, and uh, I I seen everybody I know talking about somebody died from it. I used to work for this guy doing Black History Atlanta Black History tours. He was so distraught, he just stopped it all together. His family, uh, a lot of his friends and family. He had about five people died of coronavirus almost all simultaneously. You know, mm. and this was long before. I, I, I got to know it as a plague that it was. I was, you know, thinking like a lot of people. Well, let me see what happens first. Like the, I didn't jump on the vaccine as soon as they said they had it. I want to see who's going to survive and who's going to die. But anyway, no, I believe okay. you know, I, I don't think, I think that we should also maintain our rights, but I don't think that uh, we're losing anything, you know. We just never forget that we had a right. Okay, well, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We're down to our last ninety seconds, and uh, you know, I you know I want to I want to say that that uh, that during this time, that during this time, you know, we need to we need to organize ourselves, and I think we need to organize ourselves from from our families, and then uh, and. And then from there, you know, our communities, and from there, our cities. True, All right. true. I let you have. I let you have your last uh, final thoughts. Brother, you said it, brother. Community, family, community. That's what we got to work on. We can talk about police violence, but we but we ignore the violence going on in our own community and save our community, make our community safe to live in, and safe for men, women, and children, and for jobs and enterprises from the community by our own hands. We don't have enough. Your turn, brother. All right, one last question. Mask or no mask? How do you feel about that? Mask. And I got and I got COPD. I got everything. All right. Mask. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We're down to our last ten seconds. I wanna thank I wanna thank Brother Ibrahim for coming on with me and I look forward to him coming on co hosting with me on our show that we're gonna have on the thirteenth. 
uh, and we're going to have a women's panel that we're going to be discussing uh, the same events and things that are going on today. All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth, peace and blessing. Bray Beam. Asalaamu uh, Alaikum. All right. Yeah, okay, yeah. Peace. Peace.